Is everybody excited this morning? Anybody excited? Excited? Anybody? All right. We'll work it up. We'll work you up to it. All right. Psalm 29 this morning. Now, this, I I was reading up up on this a little bit, and uh, I thought it was interesting, so I, I wrote it down. I thought I'd share. It says, this psalm has been called the song of the thunderstorm. If we had only had that last night, right, or the other night. It's a glorious psalm of praise sung during an earth-shaking tempest, which reminds the psalmist of the time of Noah in the deluge. So it's the song of the thunderstorm. Psalm 29. It says, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. That, that other word there can be ascribe. It's a tribute unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Ascribe unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Amen? The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forests bare. And in his temple, everyone says, Glory! Everyone says, Glory! Come on, we could do better than that. Everyone says, All right. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. That's glory, right? The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Anyone need peace this morning? Peace be upon each and every one of you. Stand with me as we worship the Lord. Father God, we thank you for your peace. We thank you that the voice of the Lord is power. We thank you, Lord God, that you are on the throne forever. God, we can worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord God. And we just ask that, Lord God, that your spirit come this morning and commune with us, Lord God. Be amongst us, Lord God. Speak to each and every heart this morning, wherever we're at, Lord God. I pray, Lord Lord Jesus, that you would fill every need in this room this morning. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Let's worship the Lord. I just want to say what an honor it is to serve the Lord. And the Lord is worthy for us to give our whole lives for. That's all we have. That's what we have as Christians is to lay down our lives and serve the Lord and honor Him in everything we say and do. Our lives are not our own. Uh, I want to thank the Lord also for taking care of my wife and I. And the six grandchildren, daughter, son-in-law, brother, sister, brother. We were up at our cabin last Friday night, and all of a sudden our emergency things start going off. And we were sitting eating, 
and there's no basement there. So we crawled under the table, and we had a mass that we probably, you know, I've spent four years trying to fix up that cabin to make it kind of nice, you know, and we had Amber up there, and she was going to bring some ladies up there this weekend for the retreat. But uh, in about 30 minutes, um, there were trees falling all around us. There was a tree probably two or three feet in diameter fell within a foot of the cabin. And there were trees on the other side that fell close to it. Not, nothing came down on us. And so we were so thankful. You know, I, I put that on Facebook and Vern says, Psalm 91, and not Vern, it was uh, uh, your brother. What's your brother? Dan. Dad says, Psalm 91 in action, he says to me. Psalm, the angel of the Lord, you know, Psalm 91 in action, he says. So we're just thankful. But, you know, we didn't get shook through the whole thing because it doesn't really matter. What matters, and I thought about it afterwards, I get to come here with my brothers and sisters and corporately worship the Lord because that's what matters. My life does not matter that much, you know. There's a lot to my kids and grandkids and my wife. You know, we get to come together. That's what I thought about is we get to come and worship the Lord. Because that's, in the end, that's all that comes. Amen. Well, he is worthy. And as we were worshiping, I, it, the Lord has kind of a, a little bit of a sense of humor. And he said, Jesus is the ultimate survivor. If you think about the show Survivor, do you imagine if Jesus was on that show? That would not be fair. It would, everybody would be at such a disadvantage, you know. And, and they would kill him, and then he would raise again. Great. You know, look at that. Jesus is the ultimate survivor, amen? And we can build our lives upon him. He is the rock. He is the rock of our salvation. Praise God for that. Thank you, Lord, for keeping Jim and Linda and all their families safe in that. We thank you for it. And we'll just go ahead and greet one another this morning. As Good, good morning. So, like John said, to, today, this morning, is going to be a little unorthodox, um, but it's going to be really good, amen? Today you get to hear a few different testimonies from what God has been doing in our young people's lives. It's not limited to youth camp. In a, in a matter of fact, I'm, I'm always amazed and reminded of how much uh, God does outside of youth group and outside of the church and outside of these four walls. So let me just say, share one scripture with you that has really been speaking to me a lot in this past uh, few months, even through Bible school this last couple of years. This is from Hebrews 4, uh, Hebrews 4 verse 10, and I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible. Um, for those of you who only believe in the King James, um, I apologize. I know... I know the King James Bible is the one Paul was reading off from, but uh, this is going to be a little different. Okay, this is Hebrews 4.10. For, for the one who has once entered his rest, he has also rested from the weariness and pain of his human labors, just as God rested from his own. Let us therefore make every effort to enter the rest. 
the rest of God to know and experience it for ourselves so that no one will fall by following the same example of disobedience as those who died in the wilderness. So just real quickly, I wanted to share with you what this scripture really uh, talks to me about. Uh, let us labor to enter the rest. That's what it says. It's, uh, if you think about it, that's an oxymoron or a, I think a paradox, you call it uh, in English, which kind of like a contradictory statement. You have to labor to enter the rest of God. And it's, 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 it's really funny and, and really interesting. What does that mean to me in, in my life and, and especially in, in ministry? You know, so many times I, I think the more I do, the more I accomplish. And that's not how it works with God. You know, sometimes uh, just because you do a lot more, it doesn't mean you're accomplishing more. Amen? With God, it says you enter his rest. Right? You labor, you, one translation even says strive to enter his, his rest. Um, what does that mean? It means that when God tells you something, you put your trust in that, and that's what you stand on. Right? Your human effort will not get you any further. It, it talks about the disobedience in the wilderness. If you think about it, God gave them a promise. You enter the promised land. Uh, go. There is the promise. You just have to stand on it. And as your or human nature of unbelief, just try to figure things out on our own, right? Like, what are we going to eat and what are we going to drink? When all the the work, the labor to enter that rest is just really to trusting what God told you to do. Amen. Amen. So, relating this to what I've been learning with youth group uh, this last few years of my life is it amazes me all the time how much God does as long as I just show up. Actually, I, I, I stole that quote from, I, maybe it was Oral Roberts or Kenneth Hagin who said that it's quite amazing what God does if you just show up. And I'm so amazed with our kids in youth group, uh, the ministry that happens among them, the discipleship that happens among our kids within our youth group. It's really really amazing many times i'm like i don't you know i don't even need this job they just do it on their own you know it's it's truly it's, it's truly amazing amen so this morning we are going to you're going to hear from few kids few different kids i i i want to open it up as kind of an open mic uh for any of the youth who gets inspired to come on up although i um I'm a man of uh, planning. I don't like spontaneous things, so I made sure some youth have prepared to share something. I, I was really afraid of an awkward silence and just me standing up here and nobody's coming up. So don't worry, we have a few people who will share for sure. But before I do that, I want to invite three youth specifically up, and uh, they are from Hungary, uh, just like I am, um, from the good old motherland. Uh, it's such a privilege to have them. It, I, for me personally, it's such a blessing to be able to speak my native language. Uh, and it has been really, hopefully, a multi-mutual blessing for you guys to be here as well. So they're gonna, I'm going to invite them to come on up and share a little bit. Why don't you guys come up? Give them a big round of applause, if you would. And I also, I also want to... 
thank thank you guys first because they have traveled uh, a long way but if you recall in the spring we have done a lot of fundraisers uh to help cover uh some of our expenses for all the summer activities uh that we have been doing and uh we have been doing quite a lot um so with that being said i'll, I'll turn it over to them each each one of them is gonna to share something a little different what god has done maybe even here while they were here maybe in the past couple of months of their lives so um please uh listen carefully do i gonna start Hi everyone, my name is Simon Laszlo and I was born in Budapest, Hungary in 2003, so I'm 15 years old and, and I want to share my testimony with you, with everybody and uh, I hope this will help, especially for the youth. So, uh, when I was born in Budapest, we moved to different cities, to different towns with my family and uh, we lastly moved to Sharvar, uh, where we met Peter's family. And, uh, and I was four years old, around four years old, when my father and my mother divorced. And uh, my mother and my sister went to Budapest. And uh, me and my father uh, went to my father's parents, to my grandparents, to live there. And so we lived there for some years and they were all Christians, they, they raised, raised me in love and kindness and, uh, and with the knowing of God. So that was pretty, pretty awesome, those were awesome years. And, uh, and when I was around eight years old, we moved to a bigger house with my father. And, uh, and uh, that was a really big house for us too. But, but some years later, um my my father and my mother got back again and um and we lived together as a family but the story doesn't end here so <laughs> so i was around 10 years old that time 10 or 11, 10 or 11 and uh as i grew up the scenes started to come into my life and uh and when i got in high school uh I was really I was really lost because I felt hopeless and I was without purpose and uh I feel really depressed of my future and of everything. I lived off other people's opinion and uh and um yeah I feel lost. So so I knew there is a God and uh that he can help. So I was I was really cried out to God and and uh I felt that felt his presence and the Holy Spirit and I was talking to my father a lot to, to God and that was that was the thing that changed my life because I was born again then and everything has changed. So before that I tried to live my life but I couldn't. And now now I, I really live and I have purpose in my life. And and what I want to emphasize is that uh, if you, as, this is, this is, I want to say this especially for the youth, because if you were born in a Christian family, that's pretty good. And if you raised as a Christian, that's good. But 
you really need to you really need to make your own choice to God and and if you make that choice you you will really feel blessed and 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 you will have hope and everything like that so so everyone who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved and so and i i the the chains were falling and everything the the sins the shame the everything everything dropped so i really want to encourage you guys to if you have anything to on your heart then you should cry it out to god and he will help you for sure Simon, um, a little, little side note on, on Simon. Simon and um, uh, his his father. Do you do you guys remember when my parents were here a um, couple of months ago? And for those of you who remember, they were sharing about our church plant in our hometown. And Simon's father is a, a Messianic Jew. Uh, he used to be a Jew, and and uh, and he got saved, and he's actually one of the elders now in in my parents' church. So it's just a little sign. It's quite amazing how God uh, connected us with his family. It's really cool. All right, so we got uh, Hamuri Moli here, who is uh, for those of you who have been on mission trips and might have met Pastor Otila, Pastor Hamuri Otila. It's uh, his daughter, and. Uh, she uh, she's a bit afraid of speaking in English, although her English is amazing and has been improving a lot in the last months. And this has, for her, it's been a really big challenge uh, to come this far for this long. She has never been away from her family longer than a week, a week or, or two weeks. And now she is away for two months uh, on another side of the globe. She has, I don't think, None of you guys have been outside of Europe, I don't think, before. Uh, and none of you obviously have been to the United States. So it's a big challenge for them, but especially a big challenge for Molly. And I asked Molly uh, to share uh, a little bit about um, her experience, especially here and uh, her walk with the Lord in the last uh, few months. I know she had some uh, ups and downs, especially uh, as Simon was sharing Molly was raised in a Christian family, not just in a Christian family, uh, with a father who is a well-known speaker uh, in the Christian community throughout the entire country, with a brother who is a social media star, uh, sort of, Hamuri Eddy. He is uh, he, uh, he is actually quite uh, popular in uh, among Hungarian youth and, and teenagers. And uh, Molly is going to share a little bit about uh, her own faith walk. And I'm going to give her a mic, and I'll be helping her interpret. Uh, good morning, everyone. I'm Molly. I'm 15 years old. I uh, come from Hungary. Uh, I have spent about five weeks here in the States uh, so far. I'm 
multitask. Before I came, before I came to the States, uh, I was really looking forward to this time to, to spend it here with you guys. Mert kiskorom óta nagyon szerettem volna már itt kint lenni Amerikában. It has been my dream ever since I was a child uh, to come to the, and visit the United States of America. De amikor kijöttem és azelőtti időszakban nem volt a az egész szívem Istennél. But before before I I came and traveled uh, to be completely transparent and honest with you, my heart was not fully committed to the Lord. Kicsit tartottam attól, hogy hogyan tudok majd beilleszkedni ebbe a csapatba. I was quite a bit concerned how I was going to fit in uh, to this youth group, uh, especially uh, not being a fully devoted Christian or not walking with the, with the Lord with a full devotion. Mert tudtam azt, hogy ezek a srácok teljes mértékben Istenben vannak, és hogy nagyon szeretik őt. Because I, I heard stories, and I, I knew that this youth group and the, and the kids in this youth group uh, love the Lord, and they, and they choose to walk with the Lord and, and fully uh, follow Him. Uh, amikor elsőnek találkoztam velük, uh, nagyon nagy szeretettel fogadtak. Uh, the first day when I came over and I met everyone, I was quite amazed with uh, how much love Uh, I was met by. Próbáltak beszélgetni velem annak ellenére, hogy nem igazán értettem őket. Uh, they were trying to communicate with me, talk to me, although I didn't really understood what they were saying. <laughs> az első tábor, ahol voltunk, az az ifi tábor volt. The first camp that we went to was up in Birchhaven, Wisconsin, was uh, our annual youth camp. Um, teltek a napok, és a második estén Uh, after a couple of days went by, and I and I remember something significant happening on the second uh, night of the youth camp. A dicsőítés alatt és az igehirdetés alatt valami olyasfajta érzést és szeretetet kaptam, amit még azelőtt soha. Uh, during worship and during the teaching, uh, in my heart I felt this uh, draw, uh, this sense of love that was calling me that that I have never experienced in my life before. Azon az estén éreztem azt, hogy ha most nem, akkor azon az estén éreztem azt, hogy ma kell átadnom magam teljesen Istennek. It, it was, I had this sense uh, in my heart that this is the night where I have to commit my whole life to the Lord. I just feel such a strong calling that I have never experienced before. Mondtam Istennek, hogy sajnálom, amit eddig tettem, de most már tényleg teljes mértékben a tiéd szeretnék lenni. I just felt this sense of uh, repentance of, of not following him um, uh, previously and just not committing my whole life to him, just being uh, wishy-washy before. Imádkoztam és próbáltam csak Istenre figyelni, és ő, ő csak azt mondta nekem, hogy van még egy dolog az életedben, amit még le kell zárnod ahhoz, hogy teljes mértékben az enyém tudj lenni. As, as I was praying that night, uh, surrendering my life to the Lord, I felt the voice of the Lord saying that there's one more area in your life that you have to lay down to fully follow me. És ez az egy dolog a nem hívő barátom volt. And I knew right away that this one area was uh, the relationship that I was being uh, in at the time. I was uh, in a relationship uh, with an unbeliever. És elmondtam neki is, amit itt éreztem, és ami bennem volt. 
So uh, the next day I shared uh, with him uh, what God was calling me to and, and uh, everything that God was speaking to me that night. I shared uh, with my boyfriend. Beszélgettem vele is erről, és három hete lezártam ezt a kapcsolatot. Uh, we talked quite a lot about it, and we ended up uh, uh, ending the relationship. Elmondtam neki azt, hogy nekem sokkal fontosabb az, hogy a, a jövőm az egy biztos kézben legyen, és legyen egy biztos pont az életemben. I, I told him how much faith matters to, to me, and how important it is to uh, surrender my life fully to the Lord and follow Him. Um, Voltam egy konferencián április 29-én. Uh, before coming over on April 29th, I, I, I went to a Christian conference back in Hungary. És kaptam ott egy olyan proféciát, hogy, a, hogy Isten olyan jövőt tervezett el nekem, és ö, olyat, olyat szánt nekem, amilyet én mindig is akartam, csak sokkal jobbat. Uh, I, there was... Um, Uh, a prophetic word spoken over me uh, by the main speaker at this conference and said that God has, has, has a good plan for your life and it's much better uh, than anything that you have imagined or, or you planned. Hogy nagyon színes lesz a jövőm, sok utazással és csupa jó dologgal. He told me that my future uh, in God's hand will, is, is, is a very... Um, um, lively and, and full of life and also um, you will be traveling a lot. És ezen a konferencián volt egy kis asztalka, amin volt egy doboz és abban voltak ilyen kis igelyek. On this conference as we walked in there was a basket on a table with uh, verses, Bible verses in it. És ez az igely a Jeremiás 29.11 volt. And as, as, as you walked in, you could pick out uh, a, a folded paper and had a, had a, had a verse on it, uh, you know, for, for you. And this, this verse was Jeremiah 29. I'm going to read it. Yeah, I'm struggling. Where, where is my real Bible? Okay, trim. Thanks. Eleven. So Jeremiah 29, verse 11 says, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Annyira csodálatos volt, amikor elolvastam ezt az igehelyet a napokban. És amikor elolvastam, akkor jutott eszemben az, hogy aznap kaptam egy proféciát, ami szintén a jövőmről szólt. And it, it was Uh, it touched me so deeply that it was the day off when I got uh, that prophecy back in April 29. It was 
the same prophecy and I, I happen to uh, have picked that scripture that, that I just read. És amikor ezt a két dolgot összeraktam, akkor jöttem rá arra, hogy Isten mellett tényleg megnyugodhat az ember. Uh, it gave me when, when I when I read this verse the other day, it gave me such a confirmation and realization that only only with God your life is secure and can have full peace. That you you know that He is fully in charge and He is leading and guiding your steps. És hogyha ha benne bízunk és teljes mértékben neki adjuk az életünket, akkor ő, ő mindig ott lesz és ő lesz a biztos pont az életünkben. If you put your trust in him, your trust and faith in him, he will be your cornerstone, he will be your firm foundation, he will not be shaken, he will be a solid point uh, in your life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so uh, hi everybody uh, my name is Bensa or Ben uh, as you wish um, I'm from Hungary but I was I lived uh, in Vienna in Austria in a couple uh, past years um, so I I've just graduated college yay <laughs> and I, I want I want to say for everybody who is in college or Uh, is going to go to college that God's timing is perfect <laughs> so if you are struggling with exams and stuff and you have a summer ahead of us maybe next summer and you think oh I will never pass those exams I will never come out from college you will <laughs> you will and you will come out at time and on time as I I had like two weeks like a two weeks uh, window to pass everything and then come out uh, and travel to the USA and I passed it so it was a God's miracle really so I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah this this uh, past uh, month was just such a blessing for all of us and um, it's it's a cultural shock really <laughs> so Um, I met a lot of people from the U.S. Uh, previously in my life. Uh, I've been in a youth uh, ministry. I mean, I've been in youth ministry with uh, U.S. leaders. So I sort of known this kind of uh, strategical thinking that they had. Uh, but you know, coming here was just like a shock. It's coming from every person. <laughs> it was it was it was huge. But um, and I have a really uh, strategic and analyzing mindset. So. Like I was, I was really looking for the life of the youth. Was looking for how how they talk to each other, how they act, how they behave. That was like, wow. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and um, so, and I, I was, I was just thinking, what could I share with you? Because uh, you have everything <laughs> you have nice houses you have nice lives you have you have uh, nice friends you have a church you have like i mean from a european perspective these things are not natural i mean not normal we live under that kind of level and um sometimes families struggle to reach the the average or a, a below average uh, lifestyle that you have here in the us so but you know this thing taught me a lot because um we can emphasize a lot of other things than you do and and 
you know, comparing these two perspectives was really important and really interesting for me. So I, I want, I want to share my testimony, how my last four years went and, uh, how I got so close to God. And, uh, I want to encourage you and challenge you that you should invest more in God, in the relationship with God in that way that I'm, I'm going to talk about. So, um, like the first year of college was really interesting. I, got a new girlfriend. She was living in Hungary. I was living in Austria. So it was, was a little bit problematic. But every every weekend I went home and I could just be together. But after, I don't know, a year or something, we, we broke up and it was it was just really, really massive broke up. So I was like broken and everything. I was in, in pieces. And uh, uh, you know, the thing is, I I uh, was I, I I was grew up in a in a Christian family. My mother was was Christian from from my birth. My father needed fifteen years to convert, <laughs> but eventually, so he he got saved as well. And uh, we talk a lot. I mean, we talk through every topic. My mother is really like, uh, sit down and talk what's on your heart and then say it to me. And I like, I come from this kind of uh, re uh, relationship in, from my family. And when I was in this broke up situation, I was like, I, I was numb. I couldn't speak to God. I couldn't talk. I couldn't express anything. Just, you know, crying and sitting in a, in a, in a dark room or something. And uh, so what I've experienced is the stage is how you cry for the cry out to the Lord. So like the first stage is like you sit and you don't speak. But the second stage is you just try, start to cry. The third stage is you, you are blaming God. The fourth stage is you're just, it's just so messy, yeah, really. <laughs> but the thing is, and it's really important. Um, these struggles make you communicate with God. And um, we have a really fast pace of lifestyle. You have as well. You, you, you live in an active lifestyle. You do all kinds of things. We are more lazy. So, <laughs> so we have time for, <laughs> for thinking and just sitting around and, you know, just having fun. Uh, you are having fun, a lot of fun as well. But, um, so I've experienced that the relationship and the communication with God was weird. If you think logically, you are in a relationship with your friend, with your parents, with your uh, fiance, you invest time, you, you invest your presence in the relationship. You, you don't like, you know, just attend to a meeting or something. You don't like, you know, get on your knees and, and yeah, actually, when yeah, when you want to marry your fiance, you do that. But apart from that, <laughs> you don't do this kind of stuff. You just spend time with the other person, just going for a walk with somebody, having a coffee with somebody, and it's so natural, right? We do that all the time. But with God, we have this really weird concept that we have to like come into the presence and and you know knee bow before him. And it's right; it's it's totally true. But this shifts our perspective that God is our Father, so like a family member. So what I've experienced that my concept communicating with God was different than my concept communicate with others, and through crying out to the Lord having this really great struggle, I realized that I can communicate with God on the same way that I can communicate 
with my girlfriend, my parents, and I don't know. So I want to encourage you that God wants wants to hear from you, wants to be with you, really naturally. You don't have to do anything. The other day, I was I was sitting, I was, was lying, laying on, in the grass, like out outside, because there was no electricity inside. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do practice trumps, and I was like, God, I have nothing to say to you, but. I want to live in your presence. And I, went, I wanted to just share these, uh, this scripture. It's from uh, Genesis 17.1. Uh, let's see. I have a different translation as well. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the sovereign God. Walk before me and be blameless. And um, I really like the... The other translation, which is, Lord appeared to him. He said to Abraham, I am God Almighty. Live in my presence. So the key thing is to, to take with is uh, you don't have to do so great stuff. You don't have to go every day to Bible study. and it's just You have to live in the presence of God. Because if you are living in the presence of God, you don't just, you know, uh, segregate yourself, then he can fill up with, with, with his love, and then your acts will be uh, with, his, with his love as well. So I, I totally transformed. I'm in a relationship with, with my new girlfriend, and I'm going to marry her. And it's just so awesome how God could transform your lives if you communicate with him, if you spend time with him. So don't, if, if you live a uh, fast life, t- lifestyle, just Please take some time to invest really natural time uh, with God to build a relationship. And that's, that's all uh, what I wanted to share. Yeah, thank you, guys. Amen. You know, just uh, real quickly to piggyback off that, uh, you know, you guys do live a very uh, fast-paced lifestyle in the United States. And... I'm, I'm preaching to myself because I joined the club, you know, like I do the, I do the exact same thing. There's a saying in Europe that Europeans uh, work to live and Americans live to work, meaning that, you know, you're, you know, you know what it means. I don't have to explain it to you. It's English. <laughs> right? But it's, it's the danger in that lifestyle that you know, people think, oh, I'm busy, and that's a badge of honor. Like, oh, I'm so busy. You know, I do all these kind of things. You're going to have a very difficult time hearing God's voice. You know, the Bible says, uh, be still and know that I'm God. In Psalm 47, I believe, 4710. Uh, that, that verse is, is the verse that my, my father got uh, saved uh, when he read that, actually. Uh, he, he's been looking, he's been chasing business his whole life. He has been, uh, going after different religions. He got sick of, uh, being, uh, sick of Christianity as a religion. He even looked into Eastern religions and, and he just got to the point where God, who are you? cried out. And that verse, God revealed himself to him through that verse. Be still and know that I'm God. So that's, uh, that's a powerful message for all of us to take home amen all right let's uh give these guys a big round of applause again you guys can okay and 
We uh, still have a few minutes here, and uh, at the end, actually, we're going to do uh, something very cool. We are graduating a few kids from Kids Church into youth group, um, so uh, we will do that here at the very end. But before we do, uh, let's. Uh, I would like to hear from some of our own kids um, to share a little bit. Uh, Beth, would you come on up? Give Beth a big round of applause. Hello. Um, as I just said, I'm Beth. <laughs> so for 13 years of my life, since I was two years old, I've dealt with a lot of fear. Fear has been just a huge part of my life, not even in a good way, because it's not a good thing, but it's just something that I've dealt with since I was two years old. Um, it's impacted me a lot. I've skipped things that I didn't want to skip just because I was scared to go. I did things that I didn't want to do because I was scared to not do them. And it every night when I get in bed, I just get a lot of fear. It's something about just knowing that everyone else is asleep in my house. And if I'm the last one up, I just get really scared. And it's been happening for a long time. <laughs> Um, and I just don't know what to do. I start to panic. There's nights where I just go and sleep on my parents' floor because I just don't want to be alone, and it just hurts. I guess I have this shame that comes with it because in my head it's something that a five-year-old deals with. It's not something that a 15-year-old girl should be dealing with, so I never told anyone about it because I was scared of being judged more fear <laughs> and so one night at youth group we split up into our small groups and one of the questions was what is something that we can pray for that's been bothering you and I've never wanted to talk about it because again just the shame that comes with it and I just had it on my heart to talk about it and so I did I shared what was going on and the youth group girls prayed for me. And for a couple weeks it helped, really helped, but there's times where I would just fall back under and be scared of everything. <laughs> um, and I was with a Bible study kind of thing that we do with some of our friends, my mom and I, and I shared about it. And her mom, my friend's mom, offered to give me a EMDR therapy, which is basically you have headphones on, you have um, buzzers in your hand, and it just kind of goes back and forth while you have to think through what would happen and you share about it. And we figured out the root of the cause of why I'm so scared. And that was huge because now I know what it is and I'll have to be scared not knowing what it is. Um, and last night was like one of the best sleep I've ever had. I slept so well and I wasn't scared at all. So it was a blessing to have people in the youth group praying for me, and yeah. All right, a couple more testimonies. Let's uh, uh, sh shift gears and put it up to sixth gear. S Solomon, come on up. <laughs> If you would. Uh, 
All righty, what's up? All right, so uh, sadly, this isn't related to youth ministries whatsoever. But as most of you know, what my family has been going through this past month, month and a half, um, my mom was uh, had a seizure in our kitchen, just out of the blue, randomly, uh, and the doctors found a tumor inside of her brain. Uh, very uh, nerve-wracking, <laughs> to say the least, because, you know, it's, it's just something that doesn't happen every day. Uh, but I did find myself, through the, the week period of her recovering from her seizure and about to go into uh, surgery to get that tumor out, I found myself in the same situation I was in four and a half, five years ago when my mom was first diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and was given a few months to live. Um, now, when that happened four and a half years ago, I will admit it, I'm a mama's boy. I love my mom more. <laughs> I, love, I love my mom, all right? And <laughs> uh, I get teased about it, but like my height, I'm big, so whoever teases me, if it's a guy, I can usually take down. So they don't mess with me if I talk about it, right? But when, when it's an attack from Satan, I can't do anything physically to him. I can't, like this was a full-blown attack the cancer thing and the brain like this was a full-blown attack from satan and i can't do anything to him physically where i would get some sense of revenge on it like it it just it, it started driving my mind down this this hole of i'm now depressed i can't do anything about it i'm angry at myself why is this happening again she's already attacked once why is she getting it again like what the heck god and for, I don't know, four days after the seizure, um, God blew off every comment asking, how are you doing? Uh, didn't want another thing on my dad's chest since he was already dealing with that. I mean, he already, he probably already figured out like I was dealing with stuff, but I kept saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I just need to work this out. I'm, it's on my own. I'm now a follower of Christ. So like, I can't, fall or can I and so I found myself in the same position of doubt fear Satan coming in and telling me all these sorts of lies I just kept finding myself in this this spinning wormhole like it just kept going back and forth and so uh, one night there in the hospital um, our grandma had come to visit and I I, I was mad, I was ticked off, and so I wanted to go blow some steam. So I went to the gym at like 11. And the gym was closed, so I just went to a Costco parking lot and ran laps. Just, <laughs> it was probably really weird, but like I just started running laps around this Costco parking lot. And uh, I got tired, winded, and I went back into my car and I was teared up, I was freaking out, I was wondering what, what's going on, what, how is this God seriously again? And all the lies kept creeping in. And I realized in that moment I had to make a decision because whether or not I'm going to follow Christ in this matter, even though it sucks during that moment, or whether or not I'm going to go back to what I was five years ago, where I was sinning, I was, you know, rebelling against God. And I had this decision to make. And I didn't want to make that decision right then. I was like, no, I'm going to put it off. And so what did I do? I went on my phone. And... Uh, 
Peter, if you could put that picture up. So let it never be said that Marvel Comics don't like teach you anything. <laughs> so I'm looking at Instagram and this post pops up because it was during Endgame, Endgame came out. And now Captain America, he's in this end scene where he's standing by himself, Thanos is in front of him. In this case, it was the devil for me. It's standing in front of him, telling him all these lies and doubt. And he's got this entire army against, army against him. And Captain America is standing there like, I'm going to take you all on. And, you know, Thanos is like, hey, you're going to die. Everyone sees the practical side is Captain America is just going to die. But what he says is what stuck to me so hardcore in that moment is that as long as one man is standing against you, you will never be able to take complete victory. And that line spoke to me. It, because you don't need to keep marching forward. If you're being attacked, you might just need to stand up. And that line right there just spoke to me so much. I was like, yo, I'm going to be a hypocrite to all my friends who I've told to stand up when they're in the midst of something, if I fall, and I'm going to, I'm not going to, that commitment I made two years ago is going to be flat out lies. So I have to stand. I made a commitment. That's the Christian walk is standing in the midst of crap. <laughs> that is, that is, that is what we do. That is the Christian thing. And so it's like, well, I can't just sign up to get the good parts. I have to go through the bad parts. So that line so spoke to me. And I decided from that moment on, I was like, no, I'm going to continue standing in my faith. I'm gonna, my mom sure is in a crappy situation. I can't do squat against the devil. But I'm going to continue standing for what I believe in because I made that decision two years ago. And so, and, and I look back now, I'm so glad I made that decision because she's gotten better, so much better. She's in church right now. And if I, if I had failed, if I didn't continue standing and I fell, I would have fallen and then later seen, oh, I could have made it through. She's fine. I could have, you know, I could have walked through that. I would have been fine. And then I would have been weak and then shame would have dragged me even deeper. But continuing to stand gives you a sense of triumph against the devil when everything's fine. And if you're productive, if you do something even though the suck is going on towards your life or towards others, it's, it's like punching the devil in the face. It's like, now you attacked me, but I'm going to continue moving because that was an attack and I can recover and mom can recover and whatnot. So for any one of you who's fighting for their life because the doctor told you you've got cancer or who's in depression, whatever the heck the devil wants to throw at us, I urge you, don't, if you can't walk forward, that's fine, but don't fall back. Continue standing, because that's what the Lord wants to see at the end. It's like, who's standing? Who's the last man standing in the midst of all of this battle? And then, speaking about making a decision, uh, one, we're going to have one last testimony, and while that's happening, can I just ask the ushers to, to get the, uh, kids who are graduating, uh, to, to come into the sanctuary. But, uh, Ana Lucia, would you come on up and share a little bit with us? Give her a big round of applause. <laughs>
So, hi, I'm Ana Lucia. Um, so, I've grown up in a Christian household, and all my the majority of my friends are Christians, but I always fall really far away from God. Um, and I, the only reason I would read my Bible is because my parents would constantly nag me about it. And um, the only reason I would pray is because I saw my friends praying around me. Um, and I felt like I was missing something. And so, um, oh, and so I recently moved to uh, um, Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin. I moved to Wisconsin with my parents, and there's no internet there. And so I couldn't constantly be on my phone. Um, so I just decided to start reading the Bible. And so I would start reading it, and I would get really interested, and then I would just keep reading more and more. And each day I was super excited to read my Bible. And then youth camp came up, and um, the teachings were really encouraging, and I'm not sure who who said that, who said this, but uh, um, someone asked us what our expectations for youth camp were, and my expectations were that I would have a personal relationship with God. And so throughout the camp, um, doing the sessions, I just, I got a lot of revelations, and um, I would go to my sister and I would, I would bawl, um, my eyeballs out and she, she'd be like, what's wrong, Alu? I'd be like, I just learned something new about God and it's so amazing. And each day I would just come to her crying and she'd laugh at me thinking something was wrong. Um, but, uh, after a couple days, I realized that I did want to make my, God, my, um, my father and my king, and I wanted to commit my life to him. And so I asked my sister what she thought about me getting rebaptized, and she said um, that I should pray about it. And so I did, and I felt even I felt even more willing to commit my life to God. And so I asked Peter, and he was super excited about it. And so on the was it the last day? Yeah, on the last day I got rebaptized and committed my life to God and um, I just wanted to encourage you all to do the same and have your own personal relationship with God so yeah awesome so what uh, we plan here for the end we are going to go back uh for a song or two for a time of worship and I'm still waiting on the graduates to come on in. They're all in here. Oh, I'm not waiting anymore. So I would like to invite the worship team to come on up. We are going to just have a closing worship and while that's happening, what's been on my heart is for all the graduates to come on up here and we will have uh, time of ministry over you. So all those kids who are graduating from Kids Church, please come on up. No, no, just right up here. Oh. And then I would actually like to ask, uh, while we go back to worship, uh, is uh, the youth group to minister over them.
So if you're here and you're involved with youth group in any shape or form, come on up and we are going to have a, a time of uh, ministry over these kids.